welcome to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fadal. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am on the unceded territory of the Multnomah, Wasco, Calitz, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Malala, Bands of Chinook, Kalapuya, and Tualatin, and so many other tribes that made their homes along the Columbia River and where I live. It is that time of year. It is strange for me. I want to hold the tension of doing a land acknowledgement and then also realizing that um, tomorrow is Thanksgiving in the United States and Thanksgiving is more than just problematic. It is um, a celebration of genocide. And... Thinking about that, that's not what I'm going to talk about today, Um, but thinking about that means that I do celebrations different, and as the years have gone on, um, and I've gained more and more understanding of our history in the United States, um, it means every year I've done things a little bit differently, probably getting to the place where I no longer will do anything on that day. This is just where I've arrived. I will be doing something tomorrow. What we've made it in my friend group and in our family is um, a day to remember, a day to honor, a day to um, remind ourselves what we're grateful for, and also to try to find ways to give back. It is not a celebration of what this country has done or the myth that we have chosen to believe about um, what happened between indigenous people in the United States and um, the colonists that came. (laughs) So saying that, what I try to do every year is I try to give you nuggets and tips and tricks to help you not only feel like you're surviving um, what's going on right now this time of year, wherever you are, however you celebrate or don't celebrate. I know that not everybody that listens is in the United States. So I know that you can think about Thanksgiving and probably see its ridiculousness. Um, But you probably have in your own countries a holiday that um, is equally ridiculous. Um, but this time of year, there's so much happening, so much pressure, familial pressure, friend pressure, um, purchasing pressure, food pressure, like so many things that are bombarding us. And I've made it a point over the last probably 10 plus years to tackle that in some way or another. When I was at the bridge as a minister there, it was something that I would do a series on every year because so many people in our community had really had to fight for their lives and their family of origin in some way or another, either because they had come out as gay or trans, did not have the same belief system, were not the people that their parents had dreamed that they would be, 
whatever that means. Um, and so they were dealing with their own stuff. And, and I come to this with my own stuff, my own pressures, my own boundaries that I've had to develop and form and constantly um, reevaluate. So when I was thinking about tomorrow, um, for those of you that obviously that don't celebrate Thanksgiving, you can apply this to any other holiday time. I know in um, the Netherlands they celebrate um, Sinterklaas, and I believe it starts beginning of December and goes all the way through, um, maybe even to New Year's, but I think it goes until Sinterklaas comes, and there's some stuff to unpack with center class too. So you can look it up and I'm not going to get into that today. But everybody that celebrates some kind of holiday around this time of year or multiple holidays this time of year is going to be bombarded with some kind of pressure. Even if you have amazing family who has boundaries, respects you, um, respects your beliefs, respects um, how you are in the world, you still are going to have to set up some boundaries and um, think about what you want your time to be and how you want your time to play out, which you can only do if you think about these things ahead of time. One of the big things that gets people around this time of year is magical thinking. And if you go back to last year, I'm sure I covered this in a podcast, but magical thinking is that belief that takes a lot of magic to think it's actually going to turn out the way you want. Thinking that people are going to behave differently than they always have is magical thinking. Thinking that people are going to have boundaries when they've never had a boundary is magical thinking. Thinking that people are going to respect you, respect your partner, respect the way that you live when they never have is magical thinking. Thinking things will be different because it's holiday time is magical thinking. We make things different by the choices that we make and the way we move throughout the world around this time. We make magic because we are choosing to do things differently, to behave differently, and to really lean into who we are. So when you go into whatever you're going to go into tomorrow or whatever you're going to go into the next few weeks, wherever you are in the world, I would like you to sit with yourself. This doesn't have to be a long process. This could be you're on a walk around the block and that's your you're sitting with yourself inside. It could be you're going to take a bath. You're going to take a shower. You're going to lay down on your bed for five to ten minutes. It can be however long you want or however short you want. I want you to center down wherever you are. You can, if you're in a place where you can walk to a park and sit on a bench or a school nearby or go into your backyard somewhere in the shower where you can center down, take some deep cleansing breaths. The way I kind of look at centering down in myself is I, it's sort of like an escalator. I'm watching the steps 
you know, how an escalator, it comes out from the bottom and the steps start forming. But kind of think about that backwards. It's kind of, things are like um, Jenga. I don't know what I had to explain. It's like the puzzle pieces are falling into place inside of me. That's centering down. And as I breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth and expand my lungs, I am centering down. And sometimes it takes me, you know, 20 seconds because I'm right there. I'm close to it. Sometimes it takes me a minute or two of kind of breathing in and out and relaxing my shoulders and my jaw and my forehead and getting into my body, especially if I've been running ragged all week long, all day long, just nonstop. It might take me longer because I've, I'm, it takes me longer to come down from that. Once you are relatively centered down, Continue to breathe. I want you to think about who you really are. Who you really are. So I've said this many times on this podcast, and I think I usually say this at the end, remember who you are. And when I say remember who you are, I'm not talking about who people have told you you are. I'm not talking about how your boss sees you, your partner sees you, your children see you, your parents saw you. Priests and imams saw you, how the patriarchy sees you. I'm talking about when you center down into the core of yourself, who does inner wisdom, who does your inner wisdom say you are? So take some deep cleansing breaths. What comes to me for myself is I am loving. I am full of love. I am loving. I am full of love. (sighs) Take as long as you need to listen to that voice and what it tells you. And if you struggle with this, that's normal. It's okay. Some of us, it takes a little bit longer to get down to the truth of who we are. Maybe you'll have to do this three or four times. Maybe you'll have to also practice trusting yourself, which means when inner wisdom speaks, you trust that it's inner wisdom. Or if the inner critic shows up, that you're telling the inner critic not now. Because the inner critic is going to say something. Remember, we talked about this a few podcasts ago, it's going to tell you something that is usually pretty shitty and not the truth. It might smack of the truth or the truth you believe about yourself, but it's not the truth of who you are. So take as long as you need, do it as many times as you need until you can hear that truth about you, what inner wisdom says. Once you have that nugget of truth, What I would like you to do is hold it. 
hold it in that centered down place. For me, I kind of visualize um, in my heart space or where my, uh, like, the middle of my chest. That's where I visualize that word residing. I am loving. And as I let myself become that or identify with that, where I want you to take this from from that from that uh, from that practice that we just did, where I want you to take it is I want you to take it. How can I be my truest self in the interactions that are going to be coming up? So that can be loaded for some of us. Some of us. It means we don't go, which is pretty tricky at this point if you've already said you are going. Um, But also, you get to decide. And you can apologize. That's why I love the Anne Lamont thing. It's easier to come back from a no than from a yes. And I've talked about this before. If you say yes, it's harder to then go, actually, I can't make it, than to go hey, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, but thank you for the invitation and changing your mind. So when you think about who you are, like we just did in that practice, so I am loving. What does that look like for me as I show up to my friend's house tomorrow for Thanksgiving? think about think about that how does that look like for you if you're showing up to a family that usually gets in fights on Thanksgiving or comments about your weight or your singleness or your partner or um, fill in the blank with your truest self remembering who you really are Whatever the words were for you, what does that look like? Maybe you get antagonistic, and you have every right to in those situations. And I'm guessing antagonism also doesn't serve, because then it just fuels the flames of the people that are being derogatory or insensitive or whatever they're being. It doesn't... It doesn't uh, It doesn't work to um, make the situation less fraught. It adds fuel to the fire. So think about ways that you can lean into your truth, the truth of who you are, remembering who you are in a way that is meaningful and authentic to you as you go forward with whatever you're doing tomorrow. I want you to, at this point, stop the podcast and just think about that for a minute. Just think about how you would show up differently, if you would show up differently, remembering who you are.
were able to think of a couple ways. Now, keep in mind, this practice can grow and expand over the holidays. Different things that you might change, things that you might choose to do that you didn't do last year, things that you definitely will not do again this year because of how they went last year, ways that you can prepare yourself, honor yourself, and make ways to get out of places sooner. Um, having a lot of tools in your back pocket, basically. And the reason that I like this practice is because it can expand. Like, I am planning on thinking about this. Like, tomorrow is a great time for me. I'm hanging out with my friend Molly. Her sister Johnny is going to be there. My daughter is going to be there. Todd came down with... Um, the Delta variant, and so he is quarantining. I did not catch it. I have two negative COVID tests under my belt, so that's good. My daughter's coming home tonight. So much good. So I don't have to do a lot of thinking about tomorrow because this is chosen. I chose it. I have a great time with my friends. It's laid back. We do what we want. Um, we don't do what we don't want. We don't eat what we don't want. It's really relaxing. And I want to be as fully myself as I can be wherever I am out in the world. That's another way to honor myself and honor my inner wisdom is to try to continue to be fully myself when so much of myself I've had to mute as a woman, a woman in the church and with my childhood. I don't want to be muted to make other people comfortable. But I also don't want to put myself in harm's way just for shits and giggles either. So when I think about going tomorrow, the first thought that came into my head, and this is like first thought, best thought, which is I want it to be magical. And I know that kind of sounds... (laughs) Like, it flies right in the face of what I said before, magical thinking. But what I mean by magical is I want to get up in the morning. I want to watch the parade on TV while I slowly make breakfast, while I hang out with my daughter. I want to take her down a cup of coffee in the morning, cuddle with her in her bed, and tell her how much I love her. And I want to take the day slow. I want to also manage my expectations, which means the things that I want to do, like, oh, I'm like, oh, well, we could start later in the day and Brennan and I could go on a hike. And Knowing full well, she might not want to do that. So some of my magic, the things that I want to um, infuse into the day also are dependent on other people. That's what this whole thing is about. So how do I stay as true to myself and the things that I want to bring forward, the loving person that I want to be? How do I bring that forward in my day? It's having a conversation with Brennan when I pick her up tonight. Hey, what are you thinking you want to do? Are you interested in any of these plans that I have? Having that conversation and then negotiating. And then thinking, even with our most loving people, on days that are hard, 
we can get triggered and we can come in not really feeling in our bodies where we're at. So tomorrow, as a way to combat any kind of agitation that I would bring, any kind of lack of awareness that I would bring, any kind of triggering that may be under the surface that I would bring into my friend's house, also keeping in mind that they might bring that stuff too, I'm going to take some time in the morning with my cup of coffee, think about the things that we've talked about today, ways that I want to show up for myself, ways that I want to honor the work that I'm doing by going, okay, this is what I want. I may not get it. And how can I hold myself in disappointment when I don't get what I want? When I don't get the things that feel good to me, when I have to negotiate and it feels like I've negotiated myself right out of something that I really wanted. None of this is the answers, but all of this is like gentle, kind preparations for handling what is coming and also what comes at us all the time because we are in COVID. We are in messed up family dynamics because most of us have somebody that has chosen not to get vaccinated. And so that brings up stuff. All of us are dealing with something, whether we we have intense family or traumatic family or not. We're all dealing with something. So the first step is centering down with yourself and letting your inner wisdom tell you who you really are. Telling the inner critic to the the inner critic's advice or criticism isn't welcome right now and listening to inner wisdom remind you who you really are. And then once you have that, thinking about how you want that to show up where you will be over the holidays, the things that you will encounter, the people you will encounter, the magical thinking that maybe you struggle with sometimes, how do you want to show up fully yourself or as fully yourself as you can be that's safe for you in the environments that you are in, considering that some of those environments you may have to tap out of this year. And then as you think about showing up, before you head out to any of the places that you're going to be over this holiday season, negotiate. Sometimes you can't negotiate with family, but the people that you can negotiate with, negotiate. Like I can negotiate with my daughter. I can talk about, hey, do you want to either go on a walk in the neighborhood? I'd really like to go on a hike, but I know that you probably want to sleep in. Would you be interested in a walk in the morning or midday before we head to the Thanksgiving festivities? I can negotiate with her. I can negotiate with my husband. I can negotiate with my sister. I can do a little of that with my dad, but it's trickier because he doesn't have negotiation skills. He's not boundary enabled or conscious. He's made a lot of changes, but it's different. So I have to take a different tact with him, meaning I can't fully be myself. I can be more fully myself, but he's most of the time not getting the full me. Um, so that's that's what I want you to be thinking about. I want you to know that you are loved 
And that whether you do any of this, you are still loved, you are still worthy of love. Just by being who you are, just by being a human in the world. So remember who you are. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth worth being in this world. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thank you.